Welcome to the Chugs and Jugs podcast. Um, this is a podcast specially made where I basically talk shit uh, with absolute Matt Savages. Um, please check us out on Instagram. Uh, find us, Chugs and Jugs. Uh, my name is at Perry R. Riley. Hey, how you doing, Lloyd? You okay? Yeah, good, mate. Thank you. Not too bad. Not too bad. Oh, hey, how's it going, mate? Sorry, we're just waiting on Ash. Um, I'm just uh, grabbing my uh, my coffee. How, how's um, how's everything treating yourself up in a up in up north, mate? I, I say up north for everything. Uh, <laughs> you mean in tier three? In tier three, yes, you are. You're in, yeah, <laughs> exactly. the winning tier. That's it, yeah. Tier three, the the best, the best tier to be in. So every, every, all training's got to be underground. That's it. <laughs> hey, what's going on, Ash? How you doing? How's it going? Can you hear me? Or... Yeah, yeah, I can hear you, mate. Cool. Yeah, I'm all good. How you like your eyes? Wicked. Hey, Ash, all right, mate. Yeah, good. Um, Ash, what tier are you guys in? Uh, Wales. <laughs> I, don't, no, I don't know. I, I, we're not doing tears right now. We're just. Um, Are you not doing tears? Ah, oh, fair. We're, we're like pretty open, I think. And then after Christmas, I, uh, we might go back into like local lockdowns. Um, but I don't know about you guys, man. But I'm pretty much over it. Yeah, you guys are the place. To, you guys are the place to be right now. Wales just is Wales. There's no tear. There's just yeah. Do what you want. Yeah, well, well when England locked, it was funny because Polaris was on and obviously we were locking we were just coming out of local lockdowns and going back to small and then like two days after England we were going to lockdown and I was travelling to England so I like literally couldn't have like got food in Wales and then drove up to England and then I had to spend the weekend in England lockdown again (laughs) mate how how ridiculous is that it's insane and then then across the border back to Wales and I was eating food again you know like it's just mad (laughs) <laughs> Beyond belief. I, I, the problem is, most of the people making these sorts of rules have never done an honest day's work in their entire life. Uh, that's what I say, man. I totally agree with you. Like, uh, like everyone who's making these decisions has literally never been to a gym, ever. No, it's true. Yeah. Like what we were doing in our gym before this new lockdown. Every we, we were staggering people turning up. I temperature check every single guy walking in the mat. You know, we do track and trace. We've got zones on the mat. We're, we're limiting training partners. You know, we've got little bubbles and stuff. You know, it's pretty safe. If, if somebody if somebody comes in with COVID and we don't catch them with a temperature check, you know what? They're going to infect maybe one mate or two other people. You know what I mean? It's so. Mm. I don't know. I don't know what that well, was. Well, I uh, I've been to three separate yeah. countries this year, and whilst I've been in the country. They've moved the. They put that country on the quarantine list. So like, I've been there for seven days, and on day five, it's been added to the quarantine list. So if I'd come home then, I wouldn't have had to isolate. But if forty hours later, I've got to isolate. So I spent thirty days in my house just because I spent an extra two days in different countries. Mate, what's actually happening is it sounds like Ash, you're the you're the kind of patient zero of COVID. It sounds like everywhere you go. <laughs> Uh, but honestly, every time we book the trip, we're like, yes, it's, it's on the like okay list. As soon as we land, we're there for like two or three days, and then they're like, oh, just to let you know, we've changed our mind. And I'm like, oh, no, back home, 10 days in the house. Yeah. One of them, I actually yeah, managed to do another trip inside the 10 days of isolation. So I could travel back to the airport, fly to a different country, come back, and then just extend <laughs> my 10 days at home. That's the way to do it, I think. <laughs> yeah, if you just make the yeah. most of very smart. Yeah, just stay abroad as long as you can and then uh, come back and just sit in your house for 10 days. 
Mate, that's unreal. Um, but any, by the way, thanks guys for doing this. This is the second one that I've done. Um, the first one was with Dan Strauss and uh, my Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu coach, Colin House. Um, obviously, I, yeah, sincerely appreciate you both doing this. Uh, so, yeah, the questions, the questions are probably something that you may have not had before. Um, Lloyd, a lot of people want to win this rash guard, mate. So people are <laughs> fucking weird questions. I was going to say, the last time um, I did a weird question, um, I did a, a podcast with an Irish guy. And you know how gyms are. Obviously, people bring quite rough and ready videos in. And there's one we used to joke about in the gym that it was like a video of this gentleman that decided to cut his own penis off. So somebody asked the guy on the podcast, he like, um, or oh, ask Lloyd about the non-binary dude chopping his cock off. Um, so that, that's the one you've got to top today. Oh, actually, you know what? I think that actually has been... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is, this is my students for you guys. Uh, hold on. Um, bi- bi- non-binary Russian guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what I say, yeah. What, what yeah. I'll say is, if anybody's interested, after the podcast, they can send me a DM and I'll and I'll uh, send them a link. <laughs> Perfect. And uh, Lloyd, what is your what is your kind of social media outlet? What's the way for people to get in touch with you? Uh, I'm pretty much trying to stay off Facebook as much as possible because it just winds me up. Okay. Um, I use Messenger, um, so you can email me there, but mainly I'd say Instagram, at Yorkshire Gripper, or at the gym, which is at Gripper Jiu-Jitsu. That's probably the best way at the moment. Perfect. Um, and what about yourself, Ash? Uh, Instagram's probably the best. I'm A. Williams PG on there. And then, uh, obviously, Facebook. Uh, as anyone will tell you, I pretty much accept any friend request because I just assume it's from Jiu-Jitsu. So um, <laughs> I have your mess there as well, yeah. No worries. Perfect. That's a fair kind of thing. You see someone in, um, oh, they're in a gay coat, tick. Yep, I'll add The them. worst one is like the the bot females who put an attractive photo. And you're like, <laughs> you look at them, you're like, there's no way. And then like five guys from the gym are mutual friends. And you're like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> All the deviants in the gym. <laughs> yeah, you're like, how have you accepted that? <laughs> well, the, um, you get the guys, the Indian guys who are setting up the kind of, Got the factories that are going to sort you out some discount uh, on your geese and stuff. Like, oh, okay, I got one. I was like, you know, I'm like at the time I was like a four tag white belt. I was like, you know, I'm I'm basically nothing in jujitsu right now. So I'm not too sure why you're asking me. Uh, I don't even know what that is. Um, but he was like, yeah, we can hook you up with all of this, and I was like, mm, I'm okay. I'll give it to a gym in uh, the Cheeky Gym in Abbotsbury. They're really good for like just messing those people back and making them sending photos of them like eating pot and noodles and stuff <laughs> it, it, it's really funny they keep the chain going for ages you know what they're oh, getting really inventive these guys the one of them recently he'd he randomly video called me on instagram and i don't know what it was i've never been video called on instagram before so i pressed accept and it was some fucking, fucking <laughs> you pressed like, accept yeah i was like what? fuck it let's see what happens man and, and he was like so it's like this pakistani guy in this like stock room of like there was just shit everywhere he's like yes we are top manufacturer I'll, I'll, look at that look at our stocks i can make this for you tomorrow i was like fucking hell mate oh man I, yeah i accepted it man on a video mate, call with a, one of the pakistani manufacturers it's bra- mate it's brazenness mate <laughs> <laughs> That's like old school, like, you know, remember people used to like knock on people's doors selling stuff, like kind of like energy and stuff like that. Like he's, he's kind of in the new, new era. Like he's randomly video calling people. It's like, Hey, you do, you, you do something. Let's uh, see if I can sell it. You know, I almost like, bought something. I almost bought something off the guy just because I respected how much of a hustler he'd been to, <laughs> to, 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 you know, to randomly video call me. 
you're a good guy for that. But that's like crazy amounts of shipping. It's like, yeah, it's going to cost you, yeah, ten pound, but the shipping charge is like fifteen. You're like, yeah, it's fine. He's a nice guy. Um, yeah, no, <laughs> it's all good, man. Fair play. What was it? What were you going to buy off him? I don't know. I just, I just like I said, I had no intention to buy anything off him. But the fact that he'd managed, you know, we had the audacity to video call me and you know get me to answer i guess uh, i thought you know what fair play respect the hustle because i get you know i guess ash is in the same boat as me but you'll get so many i, mean, I get you know, I've, I've, every I've, day. I've yeah i've actually i've deleted two today but what i will say is i've never accepted a video call from one of them so. <laughs> <laughs> who knows maybe, le- maybe tomorrow it'll bring something in. yeah what's gonna happen is guys you've obviously just kind of advised your social media uh, details and Lloyd, the fact that you could just fucking say yes to any I video just, calls. I might so just yes, set up a page but... tomorrow and video call Lloyd and be like, hi, I'm a manufacturer. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, with, with this um, air of one-upmanship, I, you know, I might have to start answering these video calls from the manufacturers naked or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. Or without a top on and be like, oh, I need a rash guard. I need you to hook me up. No, wicked, man. Um, so, obviously, this is the kind of Chokes and Jugs podcast. We obviously look at kind of funny moments that you've had during jiu-jitsu, during training, grappling, and also just comedy in general. Because um, I know kind of both you guys have seen both your kind of social media pages. Um, you do, you know, you say something, you do some kind of savage stuff, whether or not that's comparative to jiu-jitsu or just in, in, in life. Um, so, one of the things I was going to ask you... Um, who who's kind of your favourite comedians? If kind of or or things that you find funny, it doesn't necessarily have to be a specific comedian, but um, any kind of person that you're really kind of yeah, that's good. You're just thinking. I know it's a tough one. Yeah, it's a tough question. Um, I asked a similar one to um, Dan uh, Dan and Colin last time, and they were like, you know what, we've not been asked a question like this in a podcast of fair play. I think Dan went off on a bit of a tangent, but all I fucking do is podcast. <laughs> they might ask me. All these jujitsu questions is boring. He's like, thank you. So I figured I'd keep that as a staple question. So, no, yeah, who would you say? Kind I, of- that's good. I, uh, I guess being from Yorkshire, we've got quite dark humour. Um, I don't know if you know a guy, Jason Rouse, back in the day, Canadian comedian. He was. Yep. Uh, he did a lot of very dark sort of uh, comedy. Um, you know, t- talking about like tampons and eating tampons and stuff. Um, you know that, that kind of stuff. <laughs> I like Chappelle as well, you know, quite mainstream, but Chappelle's the master. He's he's really, really good. Um, he's always... Yeah. Um, to be fair, you know, he, he always... A bit of back and forth banter with the crowds in the smaller venues and stuff like that, but he's he's ruthless. And I think anything where people can be made fun of and not take themselves too serious or take life too seriously, I can't, I'm sure. kind of into that. Yeah, no, that's, mate, that's fair enough. I saw... Um, I don't know if you saw Chappelle's stand-up that he did where he randomly turned up in London and they were like, yeah, you can't smoke in here. And he was like, no, you can't smoke in here. He's like, if I smoke here, that's a free ticket home. He's like, deport me, I don't care. <laughs> what a guy. No, he's, he's the man. Yeah, he is. Uh, that whole thing about co- kind of Comedy Central, I don't know if you know about it, they said that obviously because he left the third series, he didn't do the Chappelle show. They basically haven't paid him. Oh, no, didn't know like, that. Okay. I haven't paid him for the Chappelle show at all. And that was like hundreds of millions. Uh, but he got, to be fair though, he did like some net, the Netflix specials he did. He got like 60 million. I'm going to say, um, there like, seems to be a shift of comedians towards Netflix specials though. I know obviously Rogan bangs on about yeah. it a lot, but it seems like there's lots of those guys um, 
you know, doing big Netflix special like Bill Bird is a lot now. Yeah, you know what I mean, so yes, true. I think I think they just ha- I think they're going to only because of the revenue that Netflix made. You know, obviously, I think Kevin Hart's done one as well. So and and Amazon are kind of following suit as well. Um, but yeah, oh, fair play, man. Um, Ash, um, same question for yourself, buddy. Um, I'm probably I'm a little bit younger than Lloyd, uh, so. I'm quite a big fan of uh, Jack Whitehall travels with his father. Like, okay. so me and the boys went um, to Cardiff Comedy Club. It's like uh, an amateur comedy club, and you pay like you pay like mm-hmm. ten pound a ticket or something uh, for one of the lads' stag dudes like uh, a few years back with my uh, my mother's husband. Uh, so we went off. We went out to Cardiff. Got there. And uh, to be fair, they were quite funny. All the uh, all the comics got on stage. A couple of like half hour stints, and then like two hours for the end, they were like, "Oh, we've got a com- uh, we got someone who was just trying out some new material as their first time on stage, and it was actually Jack Whitehall." So we managed to see him in like a oh, tiny wow. little club. There was like thirty people maybe in the club, um, and we right. saw Jack Whitehall for like he did like an hour set, and I've actually seen that set he's done on one of the Netflix specials he's done. Uh, so obviously he, he did it in the club in front of us, and we were crying, laughing. Uh, he's like really charismatic, you know, like and he's, he gets a bit over the top sometimes. Uh, but then the the Jack Boyle travel his father, man. I think his dad is hilarious as well. And um, the, his dad, yeah, yeah, the interaction between them is brilliant. And then uh, probably yeah. the next thing I'm biggest fan of then is like panel shows like Eight or Ten Cats. Um, or I love Eight or Ten Cats does Countdown. Yeah, yeah, to be, yeah. I watched him religiously for ages. There's, there's one guy who um, who argues a parking ticket, and we we literally go back and forth. It's like, is it Joe Lysette, I think his name is. Yeah, and, yeah, man, it's like, him. We, we quote it all the time, like down the gym, a mess around with each other, uh, as well as Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart's probably one of the most quotable guys that uh, between us. Have you seen the um, he cusses for the first time? Have you seen that sketch? No, so no. after this, you should just immediately watch it. It's a five-minute sketch. And basically, uh, he's talking about uh, he swore at his teacher for the first time because his mum gave him permission. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. he's yeah. like, my mama told yeah, me to tell goes, you. Yeah, mind your damn motherfucking yeah. business, bitch. And he starts screaming abuse from his teacher. So, like, when we're... Yes. Like, we, we went through a phase of, uh, like, probably, like, six months in the gym of when people are teaching, like, half guard and stuff. When they, like, started to crush you, like, when they were teaching on you, you'd be like... My mama told me to tell you in the year, just like screaming, like uh, long tail, or nip last bitch and stuff in the year. And they were trying to not cry laughing whilst teaching a class. So we did that relentlessly for, for ages. So, like, Kevin Hart's probably up there with one of my favorites as well. I'd say Kevin Hart's pretty, I mean, yeah, he's solid. Sorry, let me jump like... in there. I've actually, going back to Jack Whitehall, I've actually got quite a funny story about Jack Whitehall. So, he went to university, the University of Manchester, at the same time I was there. No way. Um, so I'm not going to name any names, but I'll tell the story because the housemates at the time don't do jiu-jitsu, so are very unlikely to listen to this podcast. So one of my female housemates at the time had a, um, a boyfriend. Let's just call him Tom, okay? So she had this boyfriend, Tom, and he used to come around. We were all friends and stuff like that. And so we started to go out to this one particular club in uh, Fallowfield, which is like the student area in Manchester, so my female housemate yeah. at the time, um, she was like, oh, right, okay, you know, this this guy's starting to get famous. This was like 2008, so he'd, just, he'd done a little bit of comedy, you know what I mean? So he's just starting to get famous while he was still at uni. Um, so then one night she disappears, um, and Tom, her boyfriend, you know, stays at our student house because they're kind of like half living together, whatever. 
And then the next morning she comes home and she's like, oh, no, I was so drunk. I don't know what's happened and stuff like that. I know, um, we, you know, I'd been with Jack Whitehall and his friends and stuff like that. Um, so then it was like, and uh, so obviously me and my housemates could hear like this discussion between Tom and my female housemate going off. And he was like, but where have your pants gone? You surely, you know, you can't have been that drunk that you lost your pants. And she was like, yeah, yeah. You know, I think I went to the toilet and I've just forgotten about them and left them behind. And, and so we were, and me and all the lads were texting him. We were like, he's dumb as fuck if he believes this. He's so dumb. And he's like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, <laughs> you, you, forgot, you forgot your pants in the toilet. <laughs> so then fucking, so then she's like, okay, carries on. And then like about a week later, we were in the same club. Her boyfriend was in there at the time. So then she disappeared. And then he seen her in the corner kissing Jack White all again. <laughs> so then, and this kid was from like, I don't know, down south. So he was, he was a really skinny dweeb. And he ran up into the toilets um, and, he, and he pushed Jack White all against, um, uh, against the, the walls. I'm going to fucking kill you, man. And stuff like that. And Jack, Jack just went, yeah, all right, mate. And walked straight past it. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Was just the fact the oh, fact man. that he believed he believed that the pants being left behind was just an, an error. <laughs> yeah, that's a big swing and a miss there, man. Jesus, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, so yeah, that, yeah, that's pretty much how the the kind of questions go. There are some jujitsu questions for all the people for all the jujitsu fans that are listening. I know there's like six of them. So, um, but yeah, most of them are going to be kind of based on just funny scenarios or funny kind of things that you've had happen to you. So, um, so we've kind of ticked off the favorite comedian. Next one, um, to ask you guys, probably I'll start with Ash yeah. if that's cool. We'll keep it as, you know, um, so to give us kind of an interesting fact just about yourself, doesn't necessarily have to be jujitsu based anything. Oh, really, man. I don't know. Like, cause <laughs> that's that's all the biggest issue. Biggest issue with jiu-jitsu is that how obsessed you become with it. So like, I find myself at like family meals and everyone's talking about politics, and I'm like, yeah, they'll bring up Delariva anytime now. Do you know what I mean like, yeah, we'll have, we'll have a nice little chat about something to do with triangles, and I'm like, I'm totally lost in this conversation, you know. So, um, I know I I speak Welsh, I suppose, which could be considered cool, but it's, like I enjoy the fact I speak Welsh, um, but nobody else does. Um, hang on, hang on, hang on. I can say a little bit of Welsh. Oh, here we go. Borida, <laughs> Shrochi. Good morning. How are you? Doing yawn, Dioch. There you Wide go. City. <laughs> yawn. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I speak Welsh. Um, I play League of Legends, uh, a computer <laughs> game, like pretty religiously. I play that probably like maybe 15, 20 hours. I probably, probably play League of Legends more than I do Jiu Jitsu. And I'll, I, oh, I almost wow. say if I could actually, if I could become a professional League of Legends player, I would leave Jiu Jitsu for it. Oh, don't say but that. But you get Come paid on. way more and you do not, you don't trash your okay. body anywhere near the amount. <laughs> I can't imagine, I got to tear, I got to tear ligaments in my knee, like clicking a mouse, you know? So, um, uh, carpal tunnel syndrome, but you know, to each his own, really, man. I'm so, not going to judge you. Uh, yeah, that's, that's probably good. something else. Um, but no, apart from that, I've got to be honest, I'm really, really quite boring because I'm just obsessed with jiu-jitsu and I come home, play League Legends and I just go back to the gym the next day and do it all over again uh, pretty much every day of the week. Perfect, so, sorry. <clears throat> I, I hope you, uh, you're hoping for something <laughs> really cool. Don't apologise, man. You're fine. It's, it's all good. Oh, oh, this is pretty cool. I, I ride a motorbike and I actually came off my motorbike on the way to the test centre and then, no. and then they let me do the test anyway. 
and I passed. <laughs> yes. So, I went in the, right. We're in the training yard. Did yeah, I did, that. I did an emergency <laughs> stop. So we're in the training yard. And bear in mind, I'd already dropped the motorbike twice in the school's training yard, like on previous weeks. So I was training in the same place for like uh, like six weeks or whatever before the test. Just uh, not for yeah. the uh, one to five for a full license. And um, they were like, right, test day. So we did, we run through all the maneuvers and that. And he's like, right, last maneuver of the day, uh, let's do uh, an emergency stop. I was like, cool. So I start picking up speed down the down the, um, down the the car park, put his hand up, slammed the front brake. The bike just dips straight into the floor. I go flying over the handlebars. Me and the bike are like skidding down this car park, like 30 feet. Loads of people come rushing out of the building. They're like, oh, what's going on? What's going on? I get up and I'm like, oh, boy. Like, literally, like, I went from, like, seeing, like, the sky to the floor so fast. Like, just, boom, a blink. And I was in the floor. Oh, and I get up, and they're like, oh, have you got someone you can call? And I was like, yeah, I could call someone, but what am I calling them for? They were like, oh, well, obviously, we'll get someone to come pick you up now so you can go home. I was like, what do you mean? The test is booked in 20 minutes. And they're like, they're like, but you ain't doing the test. I was like, I paid for it. I'm definitely doing the test. I was like, let's go. Like, so we went to the test and then I got, uh, I passed and the only minor I had funny was, um, I didn't go fast enough on the first emergency stop attempt. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I going down the middle stop, I go really, really slow. And they're like, oh, look, you're going way too slow. So I was like, cool. I'll loop it back on the car park and tell myself in the head. I'm like, look, just carry it on the car park, do the emergency stop. If you come off again, it is where it is. Mate, it's amazing. Was that at the same place where you went yeah, over? No, so we, we that was a test center. So we, we I went over, I went over in the training yard. Oh. We like went through us in the morning, Would and then have, like twenty yeah. minutes later, we drove across like literally a couple of streets over. I went to the test center and did the test. Oh, and, uh, I passed. I came off, and the guy who taught me was like, he was like, man, like, we've never seen that before. But he's like, never come back to this <laughs> school again. <laughs> <laughs> literally like drop their bikes all the times come off like um and uh yeah i've been riding a, a, a motorbike for the last three years oh mate wicked that's that's pretty interesting to be fair that was extremely well, resilient well. <laughs> yeah um um so for yourself lloyd um, I'm not particularly interested. I'm very busy. So, you know, I work a very busy professional job. Um, I'm a plant manager for a big American, uh, corporation for a $20 million turnover site. So a lot of my hours are doing that, you know, running I, I thought you said you just full time. No, 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 no. I've never been full time, dude. I, I say I've got a very serious professional life and just do a bit of jujitsu in, in my in my spare Man, time, buddy. We are the opposite so. of the spectrum because I am literally the, the epitome of hashtag <laughs> jujitsu bum lifestyle. Like, <laughs> no, don't get me wrong. I've, I've thought about it and I've had plenty of opportunities to go pro. Yeah. Um, I guess, but. I don't know. I just like the two two different things, you know what I mean? Um, so my job's really busy. I've got two young kiddies, uh, which are great, and my missus. Uh, and I guess as a fun fact, um, I wear lucky pink pants when it's a big competition. Nice. Okay. I, nice. I suppose similar to Ash wearing is, is, is it your grey camos. Yeah, I wear, I wear the grey camo uh, VTs. Uh, every time now and like every time we actually meet Tom we actually get in a bit of a beef about it because they're like oh we're the new range and I'm like look you don't understand <laughs> like I got I got to wear man I'm on a lucky streak with them like they're staying yeah <laughs> mate that's yeah I mean again both pretty man pretty interesting it's good things kind of for our listeners to, to, to know about you as well um, so yeah really really kind of 
Uh, sorry, um, next question. On. Actually, um, on the motorbike front, no. I actually, when I was a Purtle Belt on a 125, I came off a 125 a week before winning the British Open of Purtle Belt as well. <laughs> wow. <laughs> again, I just flew off and I was like, well, boy, we've done it again. <laughs> I said, we like, wheeled my bike home. I was like, ah, oh, great. And then Chris, like, so what are we doing, British Open? I was like, what do you mean? I was like, well, we got to go, mate. Like, it's, it's not going to win it. Like, I've got to go and try it out. If it goes wrong, it goes wrong. Is that the purple belt when you won oh, British, English, Scottish, and Welsh? Yeah, is that year? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah, okay. Quick, so Ash, were you just like, was that, you know, like how people have like set routines, like you wear like specific shorts, how Lloyd wears specific box Do you actually just come off your motorbike? Previous, like just before you've got like a big calm, that's how you're like triple polaris. No, I've come off like, like three times. No one's gonna to want to mess with you, are they? No one's gonna to want to mess with you. They're like, that guy's weirdly. I'm, get, I'm getting really nervous about riding a bike close to a big event. So, like, like as, as I was getting like, um, as I started doing higher profile events, I actually started riding. My, I haven't ridden my motorbike in a year now because every time I go to get on it, I'm like, oh man, if I come off. Like, I could be, you know, seriously injured this time. So I, I keep, like, I'm in a battle with myself mentally. Like, every, every time I come off, I've gone straight back on. So I think that's the policy you should stick to. You should be afraid to do it. But um, yeah, now in the last year, especially, I was, at, uh, like, I think it was two years ago. I was in a cast for nine months with a suspected um, fractured scaphoid. Um, I still managed to compete, like, six, seven times that year. Yeah. And I just, um, I kept cutting my cast off. So what happened was, is I kept getting, like, offers for matches on, like, the Monday. I'd like wait, wait, wait. I'd cut the cast off on a Wednesday. I'd train Wednesday night, Thursday, Friday, compete Saturday, and then go back to the hospital on Monday and be like, oh, my cast fell off. I did that, I think, seven or eight times through the year. So they kept putting the cast back on. Um, and then eventually they actually said, right, you know, it's not healing. They took the cast off. They did more scans, more MRIs, sent me to see a specialist. And it turned out I had a torn ligament in my hand in, uh, the whole time. Uh, which I'm still I'm still waiting surgery oh. from 18 months ago, um, but yeah, after after I was in the cast for a little while, I was like, man, I can't keep getting on my bike close to the events because like I'm missing events right now because of this. So if I come off the bike again, it could be could be bad news. So uh, I've kind of given it uh, you know given it five for the the motorbike riding. No, it's fair enough, man. That's, that's yeah, yeah, that's for sure. That's fair. Um, what was I, what was, I've got like a complete list of questions, but um, so what, <clears throat> so next question, again, totally random. What would you say is your favorite kind of, if you do um, drink, uh, what's your favorite kind of alcoholic oh, beverage? Uh, Lloyd, you're first or? Oh man, I, I'll, be, I'll be honest. Yeah, yeah, Lloyd. Drinking yeah. for me has been a big one during lockdown with no, nothing to focus on competition wise. Um, I've drank loads and loads of loads. Usually it's like ale and IPA, just something like that, one or two. Uh, I like a Heineken. Yeah. Like, I don't really go out much, if you know what I mean. It's been, you know, I've been out once in the last probably year and a half, um, like going out into pubs and stuff like that. Yeah. I really just yeah. have a couple of drinks. As I mentioned, obviously, my job and stuff like that, when I've had a stressful day, and I'll do, you know, imagine I'm up at five o'clock, driving to work, getting the office for seven, home at six half an hour food, uh, gym till nine. And, you know, and then I need to quickly calm down for sleep. So drinking for me is just like, you know, a couple of easy ones. So usually like ale or lagers or things like that. But I do kind of like Scotch whiskies as well. There's one I like uh, called Lafroig, I think. And it's like super, super smoky and peaty. Really, really acquired taste. So if you're ever into Scotch, who's listening, you know, give that one a try. 
Wicked. Uh, uh, what about yourself, Ash? I don't actually. Um, I very, very rarely drink. Because um, I, uh, okay. like a lot of people in university, I took full advantage of the nightlife yeah. and very little advantage of the education. Um, so I was out like three times a week for three years, pretty much. Um, but just trying to train and, and comp- I, I used my whole student loan just to drink and compete, basically. Um, so I was drinking a lot of uh, my favorite drinks very Corona, um, which I drink uh, like whenever I, I go out if I have a few in the house or whatever, which is very rare. But um, yeah. I actually drink a lot of Pepsi Max. Is that's more probably uh, an okay. extra one as opposed to alcohol beverage. But when I drink, when I say drink a bit of Pepsi Max, it could be anywhere between like easily like a liter and a half a day. Nice. <laughs> like, it's not just like oh, I have one or two a day. Like it's it's what keeps me sane, really. Especially when I'm uh, 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 cutting weight and that, I just can uh, zero sugar drinks. Yeah. Oh, no, okay, I've been yeah, there before. When you're hanging out your ass, you know, dieting. A little bit of a, a artificially sweetened drink might just be that little thing you need. Hundred percent, man. It's just it's, it's, it's a life mm. uh, lifesaver for sure. Cool, man. Um, so, next question. Uh, what's the most embarrassing Matt moment you've had? Oh. Uh, not necessarily yourself, but one that you have go first, then. Like... So, um, obviously, everyone's got a funny somebody getting choked out story. I've got, I guess um, it's the best yeah. one I ever saw, right? was a dude got choked unconscious. Um, like we were doing gee class, and he, got, he was like a bow and arrow from the back. And he was, uh, he, he was fucking well out. And then he... Uh, you know, as he came round, you know, everyone has that, like, confused look at everybody who's looking into him. Then he, he just jumped on his fucking feet, ripped his gear open and went, I'm late for work. <laughs> 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 he was like, that's how fucking confused he was. He was like, I need to go to work. I was like, calm down, calm down. Um, so considering oh, mate, your that, story, yeah. um, I would just say pretty identical story, but me being the person who got choked on conscience. <laughs> So, like, when I was younger, um, like, when I was probably, like, uh, between the age of 18 and 20, uh, I think I got choked unconscious uh, in the gym and on club night out, potentially between, like, maybe five five to eight times, something like that. Like, it, it was quite a lot. It was, it was way oh, more wow. than – it 100% is way more than it should have been. But the ones in the gym, one guy was, like uh, – I spotted, like, a judo guy, and um, – he kept doing like uh, do other oh, dinu choke from Polaris. He kept doing just the Ezekiel from inside like, close guard. So back then I was like sixty, I don't know, sixty-two yeah. kilos. He was like eighty, eight kilo judo black belt, massive dude. And he went for it once or twice, and I, I, I submitted him with an bar. The third time he went for it, I was like, I was like, ah, I'm cool, man. This is, this isn't, this is non. And then bump, just out cold. So obviously I don't know what happened next because I was unconscious. But apparently he just started running around the gym shouting, he killed me. So he's like, ah, I've killed Ash, no, ah, and he's screaming, running around the gym, just losing his head. And um, well, obviously I came around. And then the, the, the second time I got choked unconscious <laughs> um, in the gym was, uh, we saw this real, like, real short dude training with us. Um, he's really short, but, like, really muscular. And we were doing um, a Kimura finish from a triangle. Yeah. So he puts me in the triangle, and I'm like, yeah, that's cool, that's cool, that's cool. So he starts working the, the Kimura on me. And uh, whilst he's with the Kimura, I just go out. Because the triangle's so tight from him having short legs, 
so I'm unconscious, and he said, oh, like, yeah, yeah, I okay, come around, yeah. and my, thought, my whole arm is tingling, like, seriously, like, I was like, Jesus Christ, what have we done to him? He was like, he's like, bro, like, at one point, I swear to God, your thumb was touching your head. <laughs> and I was like, what? I was like, so you just kept smashing my arm up my back, <laughs> like, and it didn't check one time, because there's no resistance and no tap at all to the movement. So, uh, yeah, that took me that took me ages to 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 come round from uh, and get the feeling back in my arm. And then the third time I got choked unconscious in the gym was uh, trying like a pass on someone, and they were going for like uh, a loop choke, and I thought I was just pass, and I just kind of I went out on the on the on the pass and like rolled. Um, and then I woke up and I did what that guy did, but instead of saying I was late for work, I like woke up and I was like. Whoa! What? Why are you all in my bedroom, man? This is really, really weird. And I was, like, I was looking at like my instructor, <laughs> Rob, at the time, and I was like, "You, you right or what?" And he's like, "Look at me." He's like, "Do you know who you are?" And I was like, "Do you know who you are?" I was like, "Like, what's going on?" So, yeah. And then, um, so yeah, that's happened. Uh, I've been unconscious a few times in the gym. Uh, for anyone listening, I don't think you should personally. <laughs> like, they were ridiculous examples, and uh, but. Yeah, they're probably my most personal, my, my most embarrassing moments on the mat. Uh, and I have witnessed two, like, 45-year-old men uh, roll in and then start, like, ground and pound with each other because they get frustrated each other. But it wasn't really, like, there was no, like, good ground and pound whatsoever. It was, like, a handbag fight, like, in geese, rolling back and forth, uh, trying to, like, body shot each other and slap each other in the face and stuff. <laughs> Because uh, one of them did something the other didn't do, and then like Chris Jesus. had to break it up, and I was like, "Man, that's that's insane! What's wrong with him?" <laughs> did you leave it run for at least a minute first? Hundred <laughs> percent. <laughs> oh yeah, of course. Um, yeah, mate, I was I was gonna say mine's probably I got I was rolling. This is uh, back at uh, well in gym I one in Portsmouth. It was like maybe a one tag white belt. I was putting an armbar. Uh, which was fair enough, and I was trying to get out of it, and I kind of pressed that, the, their leg, their far leg, to my neck so I could kind of shimmy over and get out. And um, next thing I know, I didn't realise he put his leg back over me. So I tried to shimmy, but without, um, without a leg being there, and I basically bridged my neck all the way back without realising, well, I say without realising, and my neck's just gone like all the way back, I basically, my nose nearly touched the mat. And I was like, shit. And the guy was like, are you okay? I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. But then what actually happened was I did some nerve damage to my right shoulder to the point where I couldn't raise, like, laterally raise my arm. For like a long time, man. That's it was weird. Mad. I was like, this is... Gift that keeps on giving, <clears throat> yes, man, that's it. Literally, I was like... And people like, and I think at the time I was going to, um, it was like two days before I was going to uh, to watch one of our teammates, Phil, Phil Harris, do, um, he was at Polaris, yeah. the one at the O2. Um, so yeah, I was watching that and my friend was like, yeah, you okay? I was like, I can't, I was trying to hold a beer in my right hand, I couldn't. And he was like, you okay? I was like, yeah, well, I did, last week I did something and I, and I went to like physio and they were like, yeah, you've. Well, the doctor said something really weird. They were like, well, your wiring's there. It's just not connected. And I was like, I'm not a fucking electrician. Uh, like, I don't... I always find it funny like, when people... Don't, don't people get injuries like that, and on. the first thing they do is think, I know I'll do. I'll post on the UK Beach Underground for medical advice. Yeah. I'm like... I'm like oh, <laughs> mate, like, there's, there's one place you don't want to post anyway. It's <laughs> the UK Beach Underground. And if it's for medical advice, man, you're just about to get torn apart. 
The thing is, it's very vague. It's like, I've got like a dull pain inside my knee. Yeah. What is it? <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, what the fucking hell are you asking people, you know? I'm going to use my psychic skills to figure out what injury um, you've got. It's, it's even if you, I mean, even if you did that on like some online kind of, to a doctor, they'd ask you, a que- there'd be a checklist of questions there to ask you, a sports therapist or anything like that. Yeah, one of my friends actually, Martin, he broke his, I think he broke his um, collarbone or he did some, some, and he posted it on that. And I was like, yeah. what the fuck but are you, you were doing? Like, oh. destructive back from that. And it was yeah, exactly. The amount of questions people put on there, and you're like, I think it's probably more say that? Like to, you know, typical jujitsu attitude is it's that reassurance piece. They just they want to know, ah, yeah. oh, it's all right. Somebody's had this before. Let's carry on training and forget about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. First, oh, not 100 percent is that. It's like when the, when the boys host the knee, they're like, oh, have you torn ligaments in your knee before? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, so we'll be rolling tomorrow. And I'm like, ah, oh, but like how. Like, one, I'm not a doctor. Two, like, it's totally different circumstances. It's your knee, my knee. There's way different things to consider. Sure. Yeah, it's, it's all, all kinds of weird, man. It's just, yeah, that's... I, I think that happened to me, and I think, like, two two weeks later, because, oh, yeah, the doctor was like, you can't do any training for six weeks. I was like, obviously, I'm going to keep training. I'll just... I'll go left. <laughs> it's not an issue. Or I just won't let anyone arm bar me again. Fucking stupid. Uh, but he knew nothing about jits. So, um, but then the next thing happened to bad. I was in like a bow and arrow choke, and uh, I tried to jerk out. And this was like our head coach at the time. He was a brown belt. Um, I, I was like, yeah, I got out buzzing, and something happened to my left side. And I was like, oh, feel a bit funny. And it turns uh, out like my lower tower, rib popped. Yeah, he's trying to stand up, and I was like, <clears throat> I was like, I can't breathe. And he was like, Are you okay? I was like, I think so. <laughs> yeah, man. Fucking ribs, pointless. Um, so what I'm going to do, I, I have like a set and another kind of list of questions. So I've basically got 63 of the most random questions I could collate. So I'm going to ask either of you guys kind of just to say a, ra- say a number, any number between one and 63. And I'm just going to go with that. Uh, and you guys can kind of tell me uh, the most kind of ridiculous response you have. And I'm going to tell you... For- for a fact, these are kind of these are odd questions, so fair warning. You signed up for this, so yeah. <laughs> jokes and jokes on you. So, um, uh, Lloyd, if you can start, mate, any number between one Nine. and sixty-three. Nine. That's my, my lucky number, mate. Nice one. So, okay, if if animals could talk, which animal do you think would be the rudest? <laughs> Nah. <laughs> These are going to be difficult. These are like ones I've not even considered before. Why? Why would? I, why would you ever have considered oh, that I could just, in your life? And what? It's going to be a pig, isn't it? It's got to be a pig. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. I'll take that. I mean, to me, I've got no kind of factual response for this. A pig, I think a you just go with the flow, man. I'm not going to be like. <laughs> so, um, perfect. Take that. Um, don't worry, Ash, I'm going to ask you that question, but I'll ask you again any number between uh, 1 18. and 63. Okay, what was the, what's the, okay, so what part of a kid's movie completely scared a the shit out movie. of you? If it did. Um, yeah. Oh, man, you should have my mother on this podcast, not me. Like, <laughs> she, was, she was telling you straight away. <laughs> um, 
probably uh, like the, maybe the Wicked Witch in Wizard of Oz or something really shit like that. You know, like the, when I was when I was really young. Okay. No, that's fair enough, man. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, Lloyd, did you want to answer that as you well, mate? Or... I had an interesting take on that. Do you remember Fantasia, the Disney one? The, it was a musical. That scared the shit yes. out of me. Don't ask me why. Just the music and all the visuals. It was intense. I couldn't cope with it at a young age. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, that's quite intense. I think that was the first like musical one they ever did. So, yeah, that's... If you watch it now, you'd probably be like, what the fuck is going on? But... I mean, Lloyd, you got two kids, man, so that's going to be happening soon. So you can, we can reflect in like a year's time and you'll be like, yeah, mate, what? <laughs> what is happening? Um, so, uh, yeah, Lloyd, sorry, mate, for yourself. Uh, again, another kind of one to Let's 63. Let's go 13. Okay. Okay, what's the weirdest thing that you've seen in someone else's home? <laughs> uh let me guess. I know. Um, somebody heating up a potato masher and on this on this hob and then sticking it into somebody's arse cheeks while they were drunk for fun. <laughs> that's kind of Mate, that's we don't pretty weird, weird, man. What do you expect? Oh, that's true. Yeah, to be fair, you don't. Um, <laughs> ah, same uh, question for you, mate. Recently, off the top of my head, one of my friends uh, bought a house and... Um, we like we like going round it when he first literally literally moving last week, and uh, he's got a uh, it's like a basement on the house, and it a hundred percent could be a sole basement. Like it's there's pipes running everywhere, there's <laughs> shit everywhere. There's like graffiti all on the walls. It looks terrible, and then there's like a little cabinet in the corner which you open, and it's got a bunch of like uh, really old looking tools. So we reckon they're just murder tools. <laughs> Oh, mate. Just, <laughs> yeah. He just bought this house, buddy. He's got, like, he's got the whole thing. And I'm like, man, this is definitely a murder house. For sure. <laughs> Amityville, mate. Fuck that. Um, so, again, Ash, same uh, thing for yourself, six. buddy. We've only got a couple more of these, and then um, we'll crack on with the phase six. Okay. Uh, so, <laughs> um, what secret conspiracy... Would you like to oh, start? I tell which one I'd we'll get start. rid of is Flat Earth. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. I say all the time, yeah. I just put them all, <laughs> like, just put them all in one island together and just get over it. Um, the one I'd like to start maybe would be, maybe, maybe Flat Earth. I mean, like, what I'd like to start just to see how, okay. how ridiculous it can get. Because there's so many people who believe in it now. Could you imagine me the person who first went, I know what I'll do. I'll tell the lads the, the earth is flat. Do you mean because it? You've either got to be proper, proper stupid or b- ballsy. Ex- I exactly. I, I just finished um, Darren Brown's book and he said he used to do stuff like this all the time when he was uh, growing up. Uh, when he was in university in Bristol, like, he would try to start like elaborate pranks on people. Um, and he said one of them was he put like a spider he put a spider in a park uh, but it's a, it was a pipe cleaner spider that he made and then he spread a rumour saying that spider, like venomous spiders got uh, 
uh, got lost in transit to Bristol Zoo, and he started putting up posters all around Bristol in coffee in coffee shops and stuff. And he just sit with his friend in coffee shops, going like, "Have you heard about these spiders being loose in Bristol?" And then eventually, he said there was a massive crowd of people gathered at the park just looking at this spider. <laughs> so I don't maybe maybe say yeah maybe Mate, the start, starter of Flat Earth, um, even though I, I think it's totally ridiculous. Of course, I mean, the kind of space stations showing like clips of Earth there, being clearly nah, there's no logic a sphere, there. but you know, <laughs> there isn't. Um, same thing I for yourself, Lloyd. Be that idiot David Icke, what is it? Reptilian shape shifting paedophiles run, run the global economy, that kind of <laughs> oh, okay, just, yeah. like just started that. That's brilliant, yeah. <laughs> The thing is, that guy makes millions. He's got a captive audience. You know, the the I've researched it, bro. People that sit on YouTube all day at home. Yeah, yeah. The COVID, the COVID free oh, face cream. Just, just you know, I guess I think, I think he got arrested because he was selling COVID free face cream or something that would stop it. And you can't you can't just, think, just you know, sell things. I don't know about yourself, but obviously Ash has been uni, I've been uni. When people say, I've researched it, bro, mm. it's a little bit of a slap in the face. But, you know, it, a, you know, a degree isn't really a research, let's call it. It's three years of learning. But you, you understand the, the method and the process oh. to go through when you're actually truly understanding something. When some dickhead's been on a YouTube video, that's made by somebody who made stuff up for 30 minutes, you know. I agree. <laughs> Mate, yeah. Yeah, fair. Yep, unanimous. We'll take that. Um, so let's go. Uh, I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll do a couple more of these. And then what we'll do is we'll go to um, the kind of questions to, to win um, a chance to get into the raffle to win the medium uh, yeah. for rash guards. Yeah, yeah if, if that's cool, you guys. Awesome. Um, so <clears throat> I'm trying to see. The conversation has gone so well, man. That Oi, I'm, I forgot me. who who's next to answer the one out of... <laughs> Yeah, what real kind of I love that. You really commit yes, me. Oh, you your grit there, mate. I love it. Um so what the Let's um, go the last yeah, go, go ahead, buddy. Okay. Uh what's the best inside joke you've been a part of? That's probably too tough for me to answer, man, without it not sounding funny. Look, look pick six okay, all right, let's go sixty two. Mate, there's Let's go sixty two. Okay, cool. Um, so, what fictional character would you is amazing in their book, um, but would be insufferable to deal with in kind of like everyday situations? Book, sorry, fictional character, book, show, oh, okay. or movie? Yeah. So something, but like if you had to deal with them in everyday, like fucking hell, that's Frodo. <laughs> Frodo like, wind you up. Uh, let me think. Let me think. What? I tell you what. Let's go to. Um, let's think of X Men. So keep it completely fictional. Um, you know, I like uh, X Men's pretty cool. Oh. But the really, really annoying one for me is, you know, um, Charles Xavier, because obviously every time he, he thinks anything, he has to put his two fingers on his head. So obviously, you know, you, if you're a mere mortal next to one of the most powerful mutants ever. But you realise he's fucking with you every time he has to touch his head and look at you intently. That probably wind me up quite aggressively. <laughs> Just like, mate, if you're so powerful, why does that, that was... two fingers to be on your temple? 
Mate, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll give you that. I think someone, I think I saw a meme ages ago where he's like, if he's so powerful, why can't he just get his legs <laughs> off? And I was a bit like, oh, a bit, a bit shady. <laughs> Leave him alone, you know, it's not fair, but he's got all that power. Obviously, he's focused it on the upper, you know, upper side of his, the upper torso, the upper side of his body. Um, but that's fair, man. Yeah, I'll uh, give you that. Um, Ash, so same question for yourself, pal. Uh, someone like Sheldon Cooper. Uh, from Big Bang. So (laughs) I did an astrophysics degree, so I've actually spent uh, sometimes, like quite a lot of time with people, not to the same degree. Um, I'd say like Sheldon Cooper, but similar-minded. And uh, there's a really funny story from when I was in uni. um, They like handed out a note, uh, like a questionnaire about like what could improve your first year's experience uh, being in in the the degree. And um, someone put an extra box at the end of it, it's in sexual education with Hayley Gomez, which was one of the female lecturers. So the paper starts going round on, obviously everyone is just ticking sex ed with Hayley Gomez, and he gets halfway through the lecture, and this poor fella stands up, like curly hair, thick glasses, and he's like, do you really think this is the feedback they wanted? And like, just starts basically just like hammering down the lecture theatre, shouting at everyone for they've been disrespectful to a female member of staff and all this, and going crazy. And then he walks up, like, smashes a piece of paper on the person who was doing, like, the lecture's desk and storms out. And then the lecturer just went, oh, fair play. I would have ticked the box for sex with Haley Gomez as well. So we were just, like, talking. But, like, you know, there's 100 guys in my course and, like, at least, like, 30, 40 of them were leaning more towards Sharon Cooper. And, like, I couldn't imagine being around that all day every day. That'd be intense. Yeah, yeah that's, to be, that's fair enough. Yeah. yeah. That's, I'll give you that. <laughs> so final one, man, then we'll do a couple more kind of Jits questions and then we'll get on to the um, to the, the weird. You think this is weird questions, man? It gets so much weirder. Um, and these are the ones that I've written. So the people of Instagram and Facebook. You, you're building this up too much. Let's jump in now. Let's get weird now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say, you like, that's not even that weird. I get asked that question all the time. Um, okay, uh, so um, uh, Ash, next, uh, do you want to throw another number at me, mate? 25. Okay. Uh, what is the best uh, kind of cheddar. cheese? It's the, only type, it's, the only type of, it's the only type of cheese. Okay. Well, so I'm not like... Yeah. But when I when I go into like pairing wine and cheese and that, I'm like, but you've got to get a life. Like, who cares, man? It's just cheese. Uh, so yeah, I've only yeah. only got mature cheddar in my fridge. Okay. Spicy. Yourself, I love spicy food across the. So anything you know, Mexicana. We have a lot of Mexicana spicy cheese. Nice. All right, cool. Wicked, man. That was the easiest one. In fact, that wasn't even that weird. Uh, Lloyd, final one. Okay, let's go 26. Okay. Um, Okay, cool. Um, In one sentence, what word, how would you sum up the internet? (laughs) Um, Porn. (laughs) Okay, cool. Um, you don't need to elaborate. Oh, no, say, sorry, pretty sorry, sure word, everyone knows. Word, no word or sentence, yeah, but you said a word. So ninety-five, no, ninety-nine percent porn, 
1% Facebook. I mean, yeah, I, I don't have the statistics, but that sounds about right. Um, uh, same uh, question for yourself, uh, Ash. I don't know, like a fact checker or something like, that. like just something, something basically where you can just prove anything's right at any time in it. But it doesn't. It, it can be total bullshit because you can just you can just Google, does this make this happen? And there will be a study somewhere saying that it is. So now it's just fact, which is. It kills it. it just kills everything, doesn't it? Okay, yeah. That's yeah, I, that's that's right. The, the thing I love about the internet is even if you've aren't even in your head, like if you've had like a weird question or a weird kind of if you type it, Yahoo Yahoo answers pretty much already has it, like and a, a whole or like Reddit has like a whole list of people asking similar questions. Um but yeah, no, that's <clears throat> that's perfect, man. Um so Gonna ask yourself as quick question: oh, wrist lockers, yay or nay? Like the best in the world. Why not? Like, but not stealing the like why ignore the one percent of the human body. Yeah, but well. like if I do when I do gee sparring, few and far between, like I literally wrap anything I can find around your head and just start squeezing. So I can't complain about a wrist locker. I mean, like at the end of the day, uh, I actually I actually hate it the most when someone says. Oh, Fair it's enough. not a real sub, though. It's like, but did you tap? So, so yeah, it is. Exactly. It? It's yeah. all that. Hundred percent pro. No, that's fair enough. Uh, same I question for yourself, Lloyd. I don't play them too much myself. I'm, a, I'm, you know, I have a foot <laughs> fetish instead. Uh, but I'm, I'm exactly with Ash on this. Look, a su- sure. submission is a submission, no matter how it's derived. You know, um, I don't care whether one's better or the other. If you're submitting, you're submitting. Okay, no, fair, man. I'm, I'm going to ask a similar question, but how did you both feel? Uh, so we'll start with yourself, Lloyd. How did you feel when you first got wrist lock? <laughs> Disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, darkness, my old friend. But what the fuck is happening? <laughs> uh, okay, I'm disappointed. Like we'll take that. What uh, about yourself first? The, oh, pretty much the only time or the few times I've been tapped by wrist locks and training is from like a hip switch pass. So like when my hands been caught awkwardly and then they hip switch to go for like a long step, and I'm like, ah, da, da, da. and I'm like, oh no, and I'm like I just panicked and just gone like I thought my hand was gonna fall off, so I shout tap out loud, uh, and you know realistically I'm just like, ah man, I've just been tapped by a wrist lock, so yeah. <laughs> okay, man, perfect. Um, so next one again, kind of jujitsu based. Uh, silly question, but gee, gee or no gee? I was going to say, uh, me probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Put it this way um, there was a very brief discussion about the last Polaris in, in the teams, and I laughed that I've not wore a gee probably in about a year. So, no, it's definitely um, no gee for me. I actually train a lot yeah, of balls, no, but uh, course, man. I, I, would, I definitely think no gee is the, the future. Sure. Yeah. Hundred um, percent. So, uh, one more question, kind of to, to kind of ask you guys. So, after comps, what would you? What's your kind of go-to um, kind of food or drink, or both? Uh, so yeah, I think 
don't yeah, know. I just wanna... it depends if I've dieted really. You know, if I make under eighty, that's probably about three or four weeks of misery oh, for wait, me. Wait, what? Um, what you walk on a light? I don't know. Stop. Anything like um, <laughs> post lockdown? Well, at the end of lockdown, oh, I got as high as eighty nine, which was huge, really fat for me. Um, usually not too far, but like eighty two, eighty two point five. Um, and then I've just got to, but like, I'm pretty lean at that. So for yeah. me to get that two and a half kilos is pretty hard a couple of weeks. You know what I mean? Something like that. Yeah. So just usually fried chicken or something like that. And I could eat some largely ales as well because there's a lot of calories in ales. So I'll not drink or eat shit for three weeks. That would be my, like every time I have a comp, yes. I go get one. Okay. Um, and then more recently, since I was less student bum and jujitsu bum life, and I could afford proper food, um, I'd have like a nice go for like a nice steak or uh, a cheesecake desserts. I love or a uh, homemade fudge. Yeah, nice, awesome, man. Um, yeah, that's pretty much. Yeah, I'll say kind of Macca's is the place to be. I remember. I think. I remember seeing you, Ash, at one of the, uh, I think one of the comps that I ended up, well, I did, it was, I think it was right. Surrey Open. Um, you weren't competing, you, I think you were coaching. It was either Surrey or, um, it was either Surrey or, um, I'm trying to think of what the other one was. Um, I'm trying to think okay, of yeah, Bour- yeah. Uh, Bournemouth Open. Yeah, so I remember you there with, with some of your guys. Um, I know, I don't know if you saw it, but obviously Lloyd's just posted that he needs to kind of shoot off real quick. So we'll kind of keep it. We, we won't be much longer, mate. We'll just do a few more bits. Um, in fact, you can be the um, adjudicator of the question that have been asked Lloyd. Uh, no, some of them are specifically well, aimed I'll at Lloyd. I'll tell you, have got so 30 seconds to pick my missus up um, outside the hospital, so shoot now. <laughs> okay, so... Uh, <clears throat> Um, so you're fighting a horse-sized duck. What household item would you choose as your weapon? One, metal bucket. Two, electric whisk. Or C, uh, or three, coasters, sorry, more, six metal coasters. Ammunition, definitely. Okay. Would you rather fight 100 chicken-sized gorillas or be chased really slowly forever by a brown bear-sized Right, dude, I've got to go. I've got to go. So sorry about this. <laughs> Ash. No, no, that's okay, mate. Don't worry about it. All is good. Bye. Sorry, buddy. So, um, Ash, just me and you, pal. Um, so, I'm going to ask the questions that have been kind of for, for Lloyd. And if you want to, no you can kind of adjudicate yeah. which one you think is the weirdest question. I'm just going to give you things. They are, are pretty weird. Um, so, um, one of them... <clears throat> um, so, hypothetically speaking, would you be able to, would you want to pack up everything, move to Puerto Rico, <laughs> and train with the no, uh, Danaher no. Death Squad? I was I'm actually talking about it this week because um, I fought two of the Danaher Death Squad uh, yeah. members and I want to fight uh, Nicky Ryan next. So, I said if I mm-hmm. if I beat Nicky Ryan, okay. I'm moving to Puerto Rico and I'm taking my squad with me. But obviously, I'm not because I'm not rich. <laughs> There's no way. But uh, I would nice. not move to uh, Puerto Rico for Dan Head. That's what no, I like. Uh, I enjoy the healthy competition. No, that's mate. That's to be fair. That's fair enough. I was going to say one of Nicky, our yeah. guys, Phil, Phil Harris. He was fighting. Yeah, 
he went up against oh, it. Yeah. yeah, I was there. Uh, I watched the <clears> it was a good scrap, to be uh, fair. Yes, of course you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the one of those. I didn't get yeah. a chance to go to that one, but I remember watching it on UFC, man. But yeah, <clears throat> excellent kind of. It was good. It was a really good fight. Really scrappy on kind of Phil's part because I remember yeah, him yeah. training for it, getting ready for like all leg lock entries and you know get caught, caught in a triangle. And it's just you know it's, that is what it is, man. It's, um, <clears throat> so one of the questions I'm not going to ask you because it's it's just it's weird. Um, so. <laughs> Um, so what would be heavy? Uh, what would be harder? Sorry, fighting one ultra heavyweight or five baby sized uh, black belts? Um, I'm quite a small dude, so uh, I think the five baby sized black belts might be t- more difficult than the one ultra heavy. Well, how how good is the ultra heavyweight? Is, is he a black belt? Or is he a white belt? Or to be fair, I still think. Uh, yeah, I'll take him. I'll fight him. I will, yeah, he's I'll, a black belt. I'll leave the five babies. Yeah. Okay. Okay, yeah, I think that would be tough because yeah, five babies, that's your neck, your arms, and your legs. That's it. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm not keen on that. Um, that's like the next <laughs> yeah, yeah. kind of submission underground thing. You know, they've got the tag team. Wonder if they're going to do handicap matches or anything like that, man. Um, favorite position to throw someone into? As in, then it says in I brackets, no home. Am I throwing someone down or is it just my favorite position to achieve in jiu-jitsu? <laughs> Uh, to, to throw oh, someone in, like, back, to, yeah, to, to establish in, like, in, in who doesn't enjoy the back position is, is mad. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they're going to lose a lot of matches. Um, uh, I so, really enjoyed uh, the, uh, them, uh, what would you say was the weirdest one? Okay, cool. Well, I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll set that one as the weirdest, um, I guess, weirdest question, uh, weirdest Question. So, yeah, I'll, I'll forward that. I'll speak to the guy that posted it. But um, that's pretty much the end of the Chokes and Jokes podcast. Ash, do you have anything um, to say to your no, kind of fans who are listening? I enjoyed. Like, um, uh, I think it's my sixth podcast in about four weeks since doing Polaris. And um, the one thing I've enjoyed about this one, though, is like similar to uh, oh, what man. I did like two weeks ago, was it just was totally different, different questions. And it's uh, nice to... Uh, talk about different things, you know. Like everyone's asking the same question, like, "Oh, what do I like, compete in? What do you know? Like, uh, did you always compete at this level?" But and they just ask the same thing every single time. So it was nice to just mix it up a bit. Yeah, of course. Well, sincerely, man, I appreciate you being here and being part of the po- um, the kind of chosen no podcast. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, it's been absolutely brilliant. Bye. <clears throat> Thank you so much, mate.